0: Uh, like most people, I probably was first introduced to Calvin by reading his Institutes, which seemed to be uh, an obvious place to begin, and really found it to be much more accessible and readable than I had ever imagined it would be. In my college days, I had heard of Calvin uh, and always in a in a positive way uh, that Calvin was to be respected, but to actually pick Calvin up and, and read him sounded intimidating and I was, I was impressed with the accessibility of the language in the institutes and I was also impressed uh, with the liveliness of Calvin's writing that Calvin doesn't write uh, only to inform the mind which he does write for that but that he also writes to to move the will uh, and to move the affections uh, toward God there's a kind of doxology that that pervades the entirety of the institutes so that when you read them, you get the sense that you're reading a man who's really taken up with the glory of God. I was also impressed with how long it took me to finally get to Calvinism, uh, as I had thought of it, uh, in reading uh, the Institutes. I thought, I'm, you know, in my limited vision of what I thought Calvin would write about, I was looking for five points of Calvinism, and what I found instead was uh, a christian scholar and churchman who was taken up with the glory of god in all of life uh... so that calvinism broadly conceived is not so much about uh... election and depravity those are those are fundamental concepts but it is much more about declaring the glory of god uh... in all areas of creation and salvation uh, god in himself god is creator god as redeemer god is consummator of all things those those themes uh, pervaded even into the the careful nuances of of the institutes moving on from the institutes uh, the next place where i discovered calvin or more of calvin was in reading calvin's commentaries Uh, in reading calvin's commentaries what impressed me though they were near though they're nearly five hundred years old was again the the plainness of the language and how accessible the commentaries are Uh, there's nothing intimidating about them as you as you pick them up uh... you immediately pick up the the pastoral tone uh... but the other thing that you pick up in calvin is you pick up a a careful attention to the text of scripture itself uh... one of the great blessings of the reformation uh, as much as there is a as much as the cry of the reformation may be sola scriptura coupled with that cry is also the the cry of the renaissance which is ad fontes uh... to the source Calvin had the great advantage of being able to go to the source of scripture in its original languages, something that many of his medieval forerunners uh, had lacked. This gave a, a sort of a freshness uh, to the work of Calvin as he commented on on the original text of scripture um, in the Greek and the Hebrew. The other thing that impressed me was that Calvin's commentary was not like the medievals tended to be, um, a sort of imposition of a system of philosophy or thought or theology onto the text of scripture as much as it was a genuine exegesis of the text, the, lead, the leading out of the text, leading the meaning out of the text of scripture. So that when you read, when you read Calvin, um, you find an exegetical method that has, for all intents and purposes, uh, been retained even to this day. It, it's still the way that that evangelical reform pastors, uh, uh, at least of a certain persuasion, tend to approach the text in, a, in an exegetical, expositional, uh, consecutive fashion, so that the text is preached uh, not simply thematically, grabbing a favorite text here and there, but that the text is considered uh, in its own context and that, and that we're studying uh, the verses of scripture in their immediate context, in the pericopes in which we find them, a, a canonical approach to scripture is is very manifest in Calvin's commentaries. Uh, In in addition to commentaries and institutes the other thing that is there to be discovered in Calvin is also uh, the number of sermons, uh, many of them translated into English and and this year the the 500th birthday of Calvin uh, is the year in which we're seeing a lot of new translations and, and original translations of Calvin's sermons coming into English. The sermons don't the sermons don't look like the Institutes or the Commentaries, in that the sermons uh really follow a pattern of exposition that is retained today, which is a focus on uh the text and what the text says, uh interpretation, what the text means, and application, how the text uh applies to the people of God. And then this you find Calvin uh Calvin as the pastor and Calvin as the preacher. Uh, and he seems to us to be much more of a man than a machine uh, when, we, when we find him in his sermons. He's, he's one who can condescend to uh, the, the difficulties of his people um, and who can empathize with his people as he tries to address them week in and week out with the text of scripture in a way that that is uh, inc- that is sometimes a rebuke sometimes an encouragement. Uh, he, really, he really fulfills the words of the Apostle of, of, of rebuking uh, and encouraging uh, the Saints as needed and so in the sermons you find Calvin as a pastor. Uh, the, the other thing in addition to these is, is Calvin's tracts and letters and these have just been uh, reissued for the first time in nearly 30 years uh, this year. And in the tracts and letters, you find Calvin uh, as a pastor, but in a different mode. Rather than addressing the congregation, he's addressing either special issues of concern to the church. And there's in the tracts you find a much uh, punchier Calvin than you than you might expect to find. He's he's Calvin with with an agenda. Um, so there is a there's a liveliness uh, to the tracts. In the letters, you find Calvin giving personal counsel. I think probably some of his some of his most moving letters are the ones that he wrote to to the imprisoned reformers in France, his own home country, who were, who were facing execution. Uh, these were men that had trained under Calvin in Geneva and at risk of their own lives returned to France with the gospel uh, and many of them sacrificed their lives but before they died they're in correspondence with Calvin and to read Calvin Preparing young men that he knew and loved uh, to face death for the cause of Christ and the gospel uh, a gospel of grace alone uh, is is really a powerful impression It kind of it almost as a were, puts, puts some some flesh uh, on calvin and, and really gives you the sense of Calvin as a man the The other thing in my own in my own reading of Calvin that has been that i 've really enjoyed is reading biographies of Calvin. Uh, which, as, as unexciting as that sounds, uh, if you know nothing about Calvin, is really, is really uh, an exciting adventure to find out what his life was like. That he was, that he was uh, a father, also a widower, that he knew, uh, he knew the joys and the pain of life. Uh, He knew what it was to give counsel to relatives that were going through divorce. I think even in his own home, his brother and his brother's wife lived there, uh, and there was an affair, and the wife left his brother. Uh, Calvin Calvin lived uh, strikingly in a in an age uh, similar to our own. Uh, As as hard as that might be to believe, Calvin was in in a real sense the uh, a forerunner of the modern era. uh, The the things that trouble us uh, in our homes and lives now were things that Calvin was familiar with in his own experience, and he didn't he didn't approach the difficulties of, of life as uh, a detached academic in his ivory tower. But much of his reading and his writing and his contributions that are so voluminous were were written within earshot of of children of children playing and of the difficulties. Uh, of the home as he as he didn't uh, operate as a recluse but he really operated as as a pastor and a citizen uh, of Geneva and all that that entailed of what we might call real life. So all said, uh, my impression of Calvin beginning from the Institutes to now some years later having read a number of different things that Calvin has written is that when when we read Calvin we're reading uh, we're reading the contribution of not just a Christian academic but of a of a Christian man uh, concerned with the totality of life uh, in in its academic uh, outlook in its pastoral outlook in its maybe you can say in a modern way its counseling uh, outlook uh, and in its outlook as as a Christian citizen having to live in having to live in the modern state and understand how to do that as a Christian um, so that, that's what I would say is the impression of Calvin uh, through the years. As I read more of Calvin, uh, it's, it's thrilling to see how multidimensional uh, he really was.